Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about pair programming. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, do you does do pair pro, does pair programming work when it is enforced? Does pair programming work when it is enforced on a software engineering team? Uh, no, it does not. And yeah, well, okay. Let's get into it. So the the reason why it doesn't work is usually because when you say something like, "What, what are you talking about enforcing it?" So you're just going to force people to do pair programming. Uh, so the thing about that is that when you force two people to sit together and share their thought process with each other. That actually is you sort of betting on that you have the two right people next to each other, which is not always the case. And so I always try to make people, whenever I talk to, because this is usually only very stupid people have rules like this, where they make a rule that is based on the fact that they have, they're dealing with the same sort of personality, which I think is a ludicrous, gigantic red flag of an indicator that this is an emotionally intelligent retard or idiot. This is a person who has no emotional intelligence because different people react differently under different circumstances and they have personality traits that affect them in various ways. I still remember back in my school days when my first day uh, I was studying to become a teacher for a, year, uh, a while back and the first day, and this is with a group of 13 year olds, 14 year olds, you're in that age where most people are too cool for school. And the first day they forced all of the students to run around and do what they called the hugging game. Now you could see the resistance in every single person in that group. We're talking about people who have been literally met, they've met for the first time. They've been together 15 minutes or something like that. And so immediately they want to force you into this really uncomfortable situation and that you can really see how much they're struggling to get anybody who want to play this game. They could not get most of the people there to do it. And so the whole thing became really, really awkward. And I even said so, and this is me at 16, something like that, telling a teacher who is supposed to be a like teaching us this sort of stuff that maybe you should have scaled it down a little bit. Maybe most people need that cold talk and like all this sort of these sort of riches to feel comfortable with strangers before you make them go and do these sorts of overt things. Same deal here. Pair programming is in of itself a fairly intimate uh, conversation or it's an intimate process. It's more intimate than just sitting by yourself. And so you have to figure out, are the people that you're going to force to do this, they're sort of people who can deal with that. I've had co-workers who have explained this many times and I've been in a lot of hackathons where it you just hate sitting there. It might be, if you have the right group, it's fun for the first two hours maybe, and then after a while it gets mentally exhausting and nobody is even saying anything anymore because it's exhausting to be on all the time, to never be able to sit by yourself and just let your own thoughts kind of wander and relax a little bit because you're always in a conversation with someone. It's like having a non-stop uh, meeting. 
and that is exhausting to most people. So if you if you enforce that sort of stuff, you can imagine how draining it is. And the best part is, which the pair programming fanatics and so forth, they will never be able to say anything else. This has never been proven to be more effective than other methods. It's just another method. And the it's it's the it's literally the same idea as that waterfall is going to be worse than agile or agile is you know is better uh, scrum is better than lean etc etc. You have no definitive proof for any of this stuff, and it's in my opinion it's very similar to it's just different ways of arguing for religious beliefs. It's not religion, but it's the same sort of mindset. It's the sort of uninformed, unproven, emotional bullshit that people fall for over and over and over and over. You have no proof of what you're believing in whatsoever. You have no reason to believe it. It's just that it resonated. The mythology resonated with you. And so your mind fills in the blanks, convincing you that this is something spectacular special when I'll tell you the big dirty big the big dirty secret which is the only universal truth that you can bring with you in situations like this and that is it always depends execution is everything it's always going to be everything you can make any ideology you can make any philosophy you can make practically anything work based on the execution and anything can fail if you are not able to execute effectively. I'd like to say to people that you could make the best products, the best systems, the most foolproof thing in the world. And if I give you a person who is stupid enough, they will still fuck it up. And the same thing goes for, for pair programming. So what I've tried to do instead of enforcing things uh, when I work, uh, when I have teams and so forth, is that I create, as I said, I like to say the fence. There are some things that I have to create a rule for. And the reason why I create that rule is not because I hope that, that I'm going to have to enforce it because I don't really get an emotional uh, I don't know I'm not I, I don't feel anything from I just get annoyed when people uh, don't produce as I like to say I'm result oriented and the thing that I want are results which means that the only time I want to have to make a rule or something like that is if I, we can't get those results any other way. And the best part is usually, in my opinion at the very least, if you have people who know their stuff and you put them in the right position and so forth and so forth, good people, they don't need the rules. People who are intelligent, hard, like hardworking and like uh, good-hearted, they never need the rules because they get it. And that's the that's the ideal state. The ideal state is that you deal with people who sort of understand what's necessary to do at any given moment and to in order to achieve the results that the team needs. And when you have that, that's perfect. Sometimes you, unfortunately, or a lot of the time, that's not the case. Because you can't build an entire world based on people who just get it all the time. We, I wish we could, but we can't. And so we need some rules. And those rules, in my teams at the very least, they are usually only rules that will uh, make it very difficult to be lazy, as I like to say. Because usually the reason why you want to do pair programming or like these sorts of things is because there is lack, not something is lacking. Either it's that they don't communicate well enough, which is a much 
more difficult thing or in many cases it's like you know writing unit tests or so forth that they're not really doing that sort of stuff organically and if you remind them they forget and they don't really care because it's usually the laziness that gets you in my opinion it's almost always the laziness sometimes it's incompetence but laziness is a big part of it and so when I enforce something it's usually that I create a situation as I said I focus on creating a good fence where for example if nobody's writing unit tests well then I add a coverage check and I put a global coverage check which starts measuring how many unit tests we have which means that you can't add more code without fixing the coverage and then people will tell me oh but Fred, they're, they're, then they're going to create bullshit tests and then I go yes but I do the code reviews as well and if I see that you should create unit tests that are shit I'm going to tell you that they are shit and you better shape up because now I'm watching you and I'm not watching you because I want you to fail I'm watching you because I want you to stop being lazy so what I want you to take away from this is that no I don't believe that pair programming works when it's enforced because I've heard it over and over and I've been in the situation a hundred times before when you force people to sit in a pair programming session or something like that you're not actually guaranteed any better output because it really depends on the people. Do they really like talking to each other? Do they actually do well in a social environment? Does that actually equate into more productivity or happiness or whatever? It really depends. I, for one, can tell you for as firsthand, I've never heard anyone, anyone, I've never talked to a single software developer, apart from one dude who I still to this day count as the most unproductive motherfucker I've ever worked with. Uh, who loved it, like he could not get enough of it, but everybody else hated it, he was the only person who was happy, everybody else just wanted to go and have a coffee and relax a little bit, because for the average person, having really long pair programming sessions, day long, it's always the same story. It's fun in the beginning, but it's sort of like sprinting. You get very tired very quickly, mentally exhausted, and in many cases you're not actually getting all that much more from it, because sometimes it's actually better for you to have like to be able to work alone and then have reviews and so forth and the thing that pair programmers should be fixing can be fixed in many different ways and that's why I tell people if you apply an ideology such as the social things you have to understand that just like waterfall with democracy dictatorships like that does not matter you have to understand that there are trade-offs and it's a very difficult thing to foresee how it's going to affect a large group of people and that's why it's very important that you really tune in to the individuals that you're dealing with within your team because in some cases you find that some of the half the team will do really really well if they do pair programming but there are a few people who actually will be damaged by the pair programming so in that scenario since you're not working with laws and like large-scale democracies and things like that you can just say that you know we encourage doing pair programming you don't have to force people you don't have to create a rule that applies to everybody you can actually tune it based on the needs of the people within the group and that I've always found to be much more effective than creating this like broad stroke everybody does the same type of deal thing because we believe in fairness etc etc fairness for who oh it's just fair to the people you're optimizing for it's better to in my opinion to tune things into the individuals and the only time i try to enforce anything is when i see that people are being a little bit lazy complacent etc etc so we need to put up some guardrails like a little fence to make sure that they don't fall behind or like like dangerously start uh, disrupting work or something like that and that usually is enough uh, to fix most situations. Have a great day.